0: WELCOME BACK, FUTURES INDICATING A NICE RALLY AT THE START OF TRADING, CHECK IT OUT, Dow Industrials RIGHT NOW UP 90, THE NASDAQ IS UP 220 POINTS RIGHT NOW, 1.4%, AND THE S&P HIGHER BY 32, THE EUROPEAN CENTRAL BANK RAISED INTEREST RATES BY 25 BASIS POINTS JUST MOMENTS AGO, IT COMES OF COURSE ONE DAY AFTER THE FEDERAL RESERVE RAISED INTEREST RATES, ALSO 25 BASIS POINTS YESTERDAY, WE ARE NOW LOOKING AT INTEREST RATES AT THE HIGHEST LEVEL IN 22 YEARS, Joining US NOW TO WALK THROUGH IT IS BIANCO RESEARCH PRESIDENT JIM BIANCO, JIM, IT'S GREAT TO SEE YOU, WELCOME BACK. Thanks for having me. Assess where we are. What is your reaction to the Fed and the commentary from Jay Powell, on top of uh, what we just heard from the ECB, also raising rates?
1: Well, I think that the the commentary is exactly the same for both. They've raised rates. They still have a concern that inflation is above their target. And then they went out of their way to say absolutely nothing and being non committal on anything going forward. They may stop. They may continue to raise rates. They may cut rates. That's what they want you to believe. And it's all going to come down to what happens with the inflation rate, both in Europe and in the United States. I think what's interesting about what I took away from Jay Powell's commentary yesterday was all his comments were about inflation. And then all the questions were about the growth in the economy. HE IS FOCUSED ON INFLATION. WE WANT TO BE FOCUSED ON THE ECONOMY. HE IS FOCUSED ON INFLATION. SO IT REALLY COMES DOWN TO IS THIS 3% INFLATION RATE THE BOTTOM AND IT STARTS BACK UP, IN WHICH CASE THEY'RE GOING TO RAISE RATES MORE OR DOES IT CONTINUE TO DRIFT LOWER? NOW COUNT ME IN THE CAMP THAT THINKS THAT WE MIGHT BE BOTTOMING WITH INTEREST RATES AND WE MIGHT SEE A DRIFT HIGHER. NOT HIGH, MUCH HIGHER, MAYBE BACK TO 4%. That might be enough to get them to raise rates at least one more time this year.
0: Uh, I want to get your take on banks. I just spoke with the CEO and chairman of Bank of America, Brian Moynihan, a couple of minutes ago. He said that the consumer is slowing and a recession could still occur in the first part of 2024. Uh, Your reaction?
1: I mean, I understand that. And you could see that in a broad measure of statistics that the economy is slowing down. Uh, Whether or not we reach recession, I think, really comes down to the labor market. Last month for the first time in 15 months we disappointed on the jobs report with two, more than 200,000 jobs. Now remember the economy only needs about 75,000 jobs a month to meet the changing the increase in demographics and net immigration. So we're well above what we need right now without that slowing in the labor market and maybe it occurs later this year but there's very little evidence that we're going to get that kind of recessionary type slowing. I don't think we're going to see a technical recession in the but more of a muddle through. Unfortunately, a muddle through might not be the best scenario because that means that the heat will still be on the inflationary side of the equation, which is what the Fed is completely focused on. Mm.
0: Look, Jim, we are just a few minutes away, two and a half minutes away from the uh, first read of second quarter GDP. The expectation is is that the economy is still growing but just by 1.8% annualized from April to June, marking the fourth straight quarter of growth, even though it's come way down every quarter. Uh, look at the GDP uh, over the last couple of quarters It's gone from 3.2% in the third quarter of 2022 to 2.6% to 2% in the first quarter of this year to now estimates of 1.8%. Obviously, things are slowing. What are your expectations for GDP, and what do you think uh, about uh, 2024?
1: I would remind everybody, too, that the first and second quarter of last year, which was just outside that graphic, was negative. We had two negative quarters before That's right. that, and then we bounced back. To, we bounced back to kind of, you know subpar growth. I think that what we're going to see with that one point eight percent number, is more of the same it's going to be impacted by a change in inventories and a slowing of the economy because of tightening credit standards because it was at the beginning of this of the quarter that we had um, all of the bank failures that really did change the trajectory on lending especially at the medium and regional banks YEAH. and that this is more that the, yeah the economy's not in recession it's positive but it's sure certainly 1.8% is nothing to get very excited about
0: all right so how do you invest in in the face of all of that
1: well, I think you've you know, you've gotta start with the basic investment that we have. The Fed raised rates yesterday to five and a half to five and three quarters. That means that a three month treasury bill is gonna give you around five and a half percent when it all shakes out in a week or two. A money market fund should be around five and a half percent. Now why did I bring that up? Long-term studies say the stock market should return you nine percent, and that seems to be holding. Remember, last year was a terrible year in the stock market. This year is a better year in the stock market. You're actually down between the beginning of last year and uh, right now. But if you can get about two thirds of the return of the stock market with no risk, just by keeping your money in a money market fund, then the whole concept of Tina, there is no alternative, is no longer the case. This is not if you get out of the market, you get zero. If you get out of the market, you get two thirds of what the market should give you over a long term. So I'm not afraid of fixed income securities, especially on the short end of the curve. It's giving me a great deal of what I should expect out of the stock market without much risk. Beyond that, the stock market has been really bifurcated. You've got what they call the Magnificent Seven, all the stocks that are associated with AI just going, the gangbusters through yeah. the roof. And then you've got everything else, WHICH UNTIL A COUPLE OF WEEKS AGO WASN'T DOING ANYTHING. Yeah. WHICH WAS MORE CONSISTENT WITH A SLOWER ECONOMY. SO uh, AS FAR AS INVESTING, DON'T UNDERESTIMATE THE IDEA THAT I CAN GET THE MAJORITY OF WHAT THE STOCK MARKET can OFFER ME WITH VERY LITTLE RISK BECAUSE WE NOW HAVE A YIELD BACK IN THE, st- in the BOND MARKET AND ESPECIALLY IN SHORT TERM INTEREST RATES.
0: ALL RIGHT. Uh, WE ARE NOW LOOKING AT BREAKING NEWS, SECOND QUARTER GDP IS ALICE. GET RIGHT TO CHERYL WITH THE NUMBERS. HOLD ON RIGHT THERE, Jim.
2: HOW ABOUT THIS, MARIA? Two point four. Wow. This is the first read, the advanced read for second quarter GDP. Estimate was only for 1.8%. Talk about a strong economy. Uh, there goes that recession talk, right? Uh, and what's interesting here is the expectation was we were going to have a weaker Q2, this first read, than we had in Q1. Remember, we had a 2% read in Q1 for this year. We we're thinking we were going to have a slowdown. It's the opposite, 2.4%. And you know, even the range, um, this is in the high end of the range uh, that economists were looking for. So that's pretty darn interesting. Uh, really, Q4 was 2.6%. So economy is still strong. Real interesting here. Let me get down to durable goods real quick here. Uh, four point, I had to kind of double check this one. 4.7% uh, on durable goods, the re- expectation was for 1%, so again, that is a much stronger number than expected for those big ticket items, items I guess a lot of washing machines are getting sold. Um, if you strip out X autos, um, that's a gain of point six percent and that's better than expected. We were looking for a flat number there, literally a zero number. And then core cap goods, which is another big number because that really is indicative of business spending that's happening throughout the country. That came in with a gain of 0.2%. Street was looking for negative 0.1% on core cap. Uh, So pretty darn good numbers here, guys. Uh, In fact, even claims coming in better than expected. 221 on initial. Street was looking for 235. Um, So... I, you know, look, I mean, these are some strong economic numbers, Maria. There you go. Um, I'll go through uh, GDP and see if I th- see anything more interesting, but I'll, I'll send it back
0: to you right now. All right, Cheryl, thanks very much. Markets are up this morning. Uh, NASDAQ up 218, Dow up 86. Uh, Jim, not a major reaction after the numbers, but we've been seeing a steady good performance in the market this morning. What is your reaction to this uh, better-than-expected GDP number?
1: Well, if you throw in that, durable goods and the fallen claims, what you've got is a, is a trifecta of numbers that say that the economy's is okay. Um, you know, 2.4 is, is nothing to get, you know, uber excited about. That would be three or four, but it's a solid number. And uh, the claims number, too, at being falling again is really consistent with this idea that, you know, the labor market is hanging in there. I think if you were to dig down in the number, I was just looking at some of the breakdown briefly, uh, personal consumption actually beat on. The expectations, and that means that people are spending money. Um, so, all of that from a real economy standpoint is very good. But I'll come back to what I've said before JPOW is focused on inflation. He needs demand to come down. He needs prices to back off. If we're doing good and we're spending money, then those prices might not back off. And this idea that the Fed's done and they're going to start cutting rates next year, that might come into question later this year. And if you're going to start being looking at money market rates now starting to maybe, you know, creep towards 6%, again, you're getting two-thirds of the stock market with no risk.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Jim, it's good to see you this morning. Thanks so much. Thank you. Jim Bianco joining us. Stay with us. We'll be right back.